Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I was watching the Sharks and the and the Rangers like with their little scrum where the players were attacking each other with their gloves and the facial scrums and then the sticks up high and guys talking about each other's mothers. Have you ever noticed anything so pathetic in your life as the NHL anymore with their wannabe fights that don't happen? Well, I think worse than baseball is wannabe fights. I mean, I grew up watching hockey uh, for the last 55 years where every time I went to a game, I saw at least one good fight for my money. And now you couldn't see a fight if – literally if a fight broke out in the stands, you have more of a chance of seeing that because these guys now fight with their visors on, which is pathetic – have your hand sliced open or your hand broken by a face mask uh, in the NHL. I, it is so pathetic. And then they have these ridiculous scrums that amount to nothing but a waste of time. What a bunch of wussies. Somebody needs to drop an uppercut and shove one of those sticks down someone's throat and knock their teeth out. Because I miss those days uh, horrifically. Ray Ratto, our Bay Area insider, do you miss any of that at all? Are you one of these guys that likes it clean and can't have any fighting anymore? I love when you're nostalgic. (laughs) It just warms my heart. Honestly. Um, If you're going to do the dance, do the dance. If you're not going to do the dance, then figure out another way. I mean, don't you think someone... There is a midpoint where all you're doing is posturing. Right. I mean, I don't need a fight to be entertained in a hockey game. Right. Um, but if you're going to do this, it should be for something real, and it should be it should be meaningful. If it's not, if, it, if all it is is for show or to try to get the boys excited, then shut up, play better. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. These scrums they have after the whistle that take five minutes to separate these guys and no one ever fights or does anything is such a joke because back in the day, five minutes of scrum, forget that, It literally five seconds after that would break out, someone would drop the gloves and someone would get hammerjacked in the face 30 times. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, yes, the homicidal maniacs were everywhere and sociopathy was really the order of the day but it is clear that that's not where the sport is headed right so to me if you absolutely need to avenge a significant wrong then go try to do it but you know don't do the show you know do the real thing i mean and if you get suspended for it then you get suspended for it but to me i i I don't know i just think a fight should be something extraordinary in response to something extraordinary. It right. shouldn't just be, well, nothing's happened in the last 22 minutes. I think I'll just, you know, spear a guy in the groin and see what happens. <laughs> so what do you think of uh, the Sharks' problems and the DeBoer firing and, and really uh, where they're headed and, and kind of what's happened to them? A lot of things have happened to them, and it's, they've happened all at once. Their goaltending, which had been spotty last year, is now just sort of, 
regular, regularly bad. Uh, the defense is poor. Brent Burns has not been good in a good long while. Um, none of their young guys are really playing very well. It's it's a team that it's too easy to say they're old, but it is not too easy to say that they've gotten very few A plus performances from many players. And it's not just because Joe Pavelski went to Dallas. It's it's the fact that they've asked too much of too few and too little of too many. So let me ask you, Ray Ratto, let's uh, change gears and talk about uh, the Raiders for a minute. Um, one of the great institutions, and, and I don't know, like you and I have had many conversations over the years about everything in the Bay Area, but I have to tell you, like, I, I don't know how, if you like him, you don't like him. I just want you to know that I think one of the most iconic of Titans and Mavericks ever in the history of the league, in my opinion, was Al Davis. Uh, what he meant to the NFL for me uh, was very significant uh, from the merger and then, uh, you know, into the league and what he accomplished and then the rivalries with, like, Art Rooney and the Steelers and and the like and, and the Super Bowls that, that he won. Uh, and, you know, really what he built, for me, he was a fascinating figure, especially with, like, NFL films with the super slow-mo shots of him, you know, just pimping out in those outfits and those sunglasses with diamonds and those white, like, jumpsuits. Just the most magnificent slow-motion footage I've ever seen in my life of anyone. I just thought he was gargantuan. Now, I know you may not have the same feelings about him. I don't know. But I just feel like there is nostalgia. You talk about going back. Uh, that they are leaving the Bay Area, and this is the final home game at that dump, uh, is really kind of sad at the end of the day. I want to know what you feel of all of it. Okay, in order, Al Davis was very much an iconic figure in the history of the league. Uh, he did a number of laudable things, not only socially but culturally for the league, for about 25 years. But the problem with being um, an independent thinker is that eventually, if you're good at being an independent thinker, other people with more money will steal your ideas. And that's sort of what happened here. Uh, he was, you know, he, he was that worst combination of owner, but not an owner who had enough money to make other rich owners pay attention to him. And as the NFL became more business and less football, his one weakness began to be, you know, became more and more obvious, which was he was undercapitalized. And as time went on, it got worse and worse and worse to the point where he really at the end was the great independent thinker who simply stayed too long at the fair. So I think your, your assessment is correct, but, Again, you know, you can't, you know, the league changed and he couldn't change with it because he didn't have the wherewithal to do so. In terms of Oakland, I think this is largely Mark Davis's fault because he he said for essentially six years, I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of here. And eventually people are going to take you at your word. So. This last game on Sunday doesn't have nearly the the upsetting uh, feature to it that the last game in St. Louis did um, with the Rams because 
you can't keep saying, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here, and expect people to keep listening. Um, again, like his father, he was undercapitalized, and he was in a city that didn't have the money to bail him out of his own problems. Right. So ultimately, it, it's not really sad as much as it is just sort of a, it's just like dropping a wet newspaper on your on your counter. It just thuds. <laughs> nobody nobody is as outraged as they should be right. because they've been made to feel like yeah this has been this has been going on for a while. It was inevitable. And they just got we're leaving fatigue. It was inevitable. Let me ask you this question: Is is the city? Because you know I live there in San Francisco. I noticed you know from. It's been a long time. I was there in 94. Do, do they, because, uh, the, you know, the Warriors moved to the city, and they're, they're in chase now and this and that, and uh, the Raiders are leaving and everything else. Tell me the truth about Oakland. Is it real? Is, is the East Bay still, I mean, I hate to say this. Is it? Is it, because I see a lot of documentaries and everything about the city that it's basically hell on earth. Well, no, the doc, well, then you're not seeing documentaries. You're seeing fiction. Okay. Uh, East Bay is actually doing quite well. The only problem here is that you had in the Warriors a team that was bought by a guy who grew up on the west side of the of the bay and said from day one, my goal is to get back to San Francisco. That's why there wasn't nearly as much outrage when the Warriors left because he basically said, look, I want to be in San Francisco and he wasn't dishonest about it. The the problem with the Raiders is that they just they just kept saying this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, and really had no position to, to take on how to make it better. So they, I mean, from the moment he mentioned San Antonio as a place that he might be interested in taking the team, right? What he basically said was, at some point I'm going somewhere, and I don't know where it is yet. But when you drop that flag and it still takes you six more years to leave, then people are just going to say, okay, you want to leave? Go. Right. You know, it's just, it's. Well, what's Oakland, Oakland like? It's a more resilient place than all of these things. What's Oakland like? Oakland is, it's a, it's a burgeoning, um, diverse, energetic community like it always has been. It's got money. It's got, you know, it's got a lot of weird flavors to it, but it certainly could, could support either team. The problem is the NFL requires that you be a multi-billionaire, right. and the NBA requires that you be fully committed to that town. And the truth is Joe Lake wasn't committed to Oakland, and he wanted his own place. And Mark Davis was not committed to Oakland because he couldn't stay there forever being undercapitalized. Wow, it's crazy. I, I got uh, respectfully here about a minute and a half. Tell me what you think of um, that. I took the Niners in New Orleans to win outright. I thought that was very impressive. Do you actually believe that if they had to go back there again in like a conference championship game that they'd beat them again? I have my doubts. I, I think it would be difficult, but I also don't think that either team would play the same way they played. I don't know that Sean Payton would have tried to go ahead 22 to seven when he could have just been 21 seven and tried to play it more down the fairway. Um, I also think that if both teams were fully healthy, I think New Orleans's defense would be better, but you don't get those choices. I mean, 
the war the 49ers have had their own share of injuries and the fact that there's only the one crack to pl- to play them I, I thought they were I thought the right result uh, happened because the 49ers played the way New Orleans wanted to play right and still beat them I mean that's the thing if the, if the 49ers wanted to play this the way they wanted the game would have been 20 to 17. The fact that they still won 48-46 is an indication that they can play just about any way you want to play. And the only issue really is, you know, can you play as well as you, you need to play uh, as often as they do? Yeah, I think they can so meet I, again. I think, it, I think it's likely. I think they can meet again, and I, I agree with you. I don't think the game will go the same way. And by the way, the uh, Rangers just scored again, and they're up 5-3 on the Sharks now. That game's going to be in the bag three minutes left. Ray Ratto, I love you. It's always great having you on the bench. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, my friend. We'll talk again real soon. All right, sounds good. Take right. care. Stay my, dry. My man, stay dry yourself. Uh, Ray Ratto, our good friend from San Fran City. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.